Welcome to the Rent to Retirement Podcast, your resource for passive real estate investing and retirement strategies. If you're new to real estate or planning your financial future, you're in the right place. Join us at renttoretirement.com to find your path to financial freedom and an easy, carefree retirement. Enjoy the show. Hey, Rent to Retires, it's Adam Schrader here with Zach Lemaster again. We are here today to join you and talking about the thing you've been hearing about since the pandemic started, and that is the great migration that's been going on. Is it over? Is it dwindling? What's going on with it? Let's get into it first. Zach, how are you doing today? Doing good, Adam. I think a super relevant topic just to talk about population trends and migration and where the opportunity is. You know, we obviously want to be in the path of progress, looking to invest in areas where there's population and economic growth. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. And you see in this time of year towards the, you know, September, October area, a lot of times the the market slows down because people are in place. They move with their kids. It's getting towards the colder months. And so you start to think, well, people aren't going anywhere, right? It's kind of the, the slower time of the real estate year. You know, the real estate agents start living off of the, the spoils of their summer you know, slumber a little bit more, but um, it's quite possible that it's not as not going to be as crazy this year because I want to get into this. We have a Redfin study that came out that showed if you look here back in 2019, about 25% of their search that were being done on the site were for searching for homes outside of people's natural metro area. And then as the pandemic started, it started moving up. It went from 25 to 27 to 29% in the third quarter of 2020. It peaked at the beginning of 2021 at uh, 31.5%. And now it has dropped. By dropping, it's still, and this was in July and August. They haven't sent out any September numbers. In July and August, it was still at 30% of the searches of home buyers were for homes outside of their metro. So we're still seeing a massive, I mean, that's a 20% increase since two years ago of people still looking to get out. So this uh, this pandemic, even if you think the you know COVID repercussions are over, it doesn't seem like the moving repercussions are over. Yeah, I think the interesting here when you're looking at these statistics, Adam, is to, there, there's two things going on. One would just be on a national basis. What what different states and geographic locations are people kind of migrating and moving to? And then in addition to that, if they're not moving out of state, where are they moving within the state? Because people are still moving and we're actually seeing a larger amount of, you know, transition here with, with people moving residencies for a variety of reasons. And we can talk about that, but there's also people moving to really the suburbs where they have more space as you know, certain metro areas become more populated. Maybe people are working more from home and don't have to worry so much about the commute. They want their their space and maybe they're you know building a family, whatever the case is. So we're, we're seeing a lot of the secondary and tertiary markets adjacent to metropolitan areas where there's higher demand for housing, as well as specific parts throughout the country, specific states where there's a large population migration. And it's not just uh, people having interest in web searches either, because Fortune magazine had a an article talking about job hopping heating up. And this was as of August as well. 
65% of U.S. workers are looking for a new job. You know, so you might think, oh, people are just sitting at their computer screens dreaming of moving to Florida or dreaming of moving to somewhere that doesn't have the same restrictions or the same costs. But, you know, are they ever going to do it? Well, I've always said the hardest time to find a job is when you have a job because having a job search is a job in and of itself. And I know the unemployment rate in the U.S. is higher than it's been for a while, but I'm pretty sure it's not 65%. So we've still got two-thirds, essentially, of U.S. workers are looking for a new job. And 30% of U.S. residents are looking at moving markets. I'd say that that's a pretty significant sign that people are serious about moving. You know, yeah, moving's, moving's happening, right? And I think there's a, a handful of influencing factors here to consider COVID aside. I mean, we keep reverting back to COVID, but we're, I think what, what is going to happen kind of the, the ripple effect and the ancillary effect here with, with COVID we're actually going to truly see in the job and housing markets actually over the next few years. And, and it's important to plan for that. So I think what we're seeing now in the, kind of with the different industries and where we're at today as a society more people are valuing their their home life, being able to work from home. Certain kind of desk jobs are less attractive to millennials. We have a lot of self-employment going on and people looking to take an entrepreneurial start. But the big kind of take-home message is that there's there's some trends going on with shifting in, in employment and the type of employment that people want to have in today's society. And that translates to them, them moving likely and moving to where they want to live, not because they're specific to a certain job that they've held for 10 plus years. And if we want to compare it, you know, you see, you hear 65% and you say, well, is that a big number? I mean, you obviously think most likely it's not normally that high. Back in May, that was only, that 65% was only at 36%. So we've seen an almost 100% increase in people looking for jobs since May. So this is really heating up. I mean, this is something that, I mean, it's, you've heard of the great resignation going on right now of people re- retiring from their jobs and, you know, not going to do anything else. But we also have just the great job hunt in a lot of ways going on right now. People realize, you know, workers right now are getting some of the most power that they've had in the country in decades because of the, the labor shortage going on. And we're seeing, you know, 65% of U.S. workers are taking advantage of that and looking to see, you know, what they can get. I mean, you look at even if they stay in the same market, the best way to get a raise isn't to go ask your boss for a raise. You want to truly get market rates. Most likely your best bet is to go to a different employer. And so, I mean, even if people are staying in their same industries, they're looking seriously at saying, can I make more money? Um, at another employer. I, as an example, my wife works in healthcare and she said a lot of the nurses at, in her hospital are getting mad because you hear about all of the, the COVID travel nurses making, you know, three, four or $5,000 a week at these jobs. Well, you have the nurses who work full time in the hospital. They're only making, you know, one to $2,000 a week. And they see what the travel nurses are making and they say, you know what? I'm never going to make four or $5,000 as my W-2. And so a bunch of them are quitting and going to work as travel nurses. <laughs> so it's, it's happening in every, in every industry all over the country. Workers are getting power and they're exercising it. 
And that's great news for us as invest as real estate investors. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're choosing the right markets and yeah. and the areas where you know people are migrating to, so obviously that's what we want to focus on. Yeah, and especially you know you see those people who are leaving their jobs and moving to new markets. If you can have a rental property in that market, they're most likely not going in and buying day one. So you've got a lot of people coming in, driving and it's going to improve your rents. So where are they going is the big question. And today we're going to focus on the number one state (laughs) for investors at the moment. And uh, that would be Florida. The top 10 metros, the inflows they've seen are number one, Miami. Number five is Tampa. Number seven is Cape Coral. And number 10 is Northport, all in Florida. So Florida has four of the top 10 markets where people are going right now, which is pretty impressive for a state. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're heavily invested there. And I mean, just from an internal view, you know, we we have extremely high demand for housing. There's an extreme housing shortage in most parts of Florida. There's a wait list for uh, rentals, people that are buying houses because they're still affordable. Often these are cash buyers coming from more expensive markets like New York and California and the kind of the coastal markets. And they're coming in and buying a bigger house at a fraction of the cost. And they're putting, you know, all cash offers down before houses are even built or, you know, the number of days on market. I mean, that directly translate to exa- translates to exactly what we're seeing in the real estate market. And that's why we're investing there. Yeah. In Florida right now, I mean, even if you're not, even if you're looking in Florida and it's not one of these, you know, four of the top 10 metros, this is a very good sign for the state as a whole, because you look at it and you think, why are people moving there? Well, obviously something about the state is enticing them. And so even if you're just getting, like we've talked about the suburbs, even if you're investing in the areas around Miami or around Tampa or around Cape Coral or around Northport, you know, those general areas are showing you that this state, I mean, one state out of 50 having four of the top 10 is incredible. I mean, <laughs> that that didn't happen. Well, let's, I mean, let's talk about why, you know, I mean, Florida's GDP in 2020 was over a trillion dollars, you know, and it's, it's gone up over 10% per year. Uh, I mean, that's, that's dramatic. There's over a thousand people moving to Florida as a whole a day. And so this is causing an, an extreme, you know, influx of people and a shortage of housing. You cannot build to keep up, but what is it about Florida? I mean, because there's, you know, isn't there hurricanes and floods and concerns <laughs> with that? Well, you know, yes and no. I mean, we hear about it in the news when there are, but, you know, the, the actual impact is in most cases very minimal. Um, but it, it's the weather. There's excellent weather, right? There's affordability of housing and cost of living for a coastal market where you can have access to beaches on, on both sides of you. You know, in most cases throughout the state and an hour is, you can get be to the the Gulf Coast or you know your your um, Eastern Coast, and so there's a lot of benefits to living in uh, Florida. Politically speaking, I mean, there's no income tax in Florida. It just makes for a better lifestyle and more affordable and, and more accessibility legislation, especially during the COVID time. With you know, Florida's just been cruising along. Um, not to get into the political discussion, but generally speaking, businesses have done well in Florida and uh, you know, people want to be in a thriving economy where it's nice weather and it's affordable. 
Yeah. And looking at in terms of, you know, you mentioned the no state income tax, which is a very nice benefit of it. You might wonder why as an investor, you should really care about that. And one of the nice thing is if you live in a, if you invest in a no income tax state, well, your CPA doesn't have to file a state income tax for that state and it can uh, save you even more money there as opposed to having to file income taxes in every single state that you're in. So, you know, even, even that, you know, you're, you worry, oh, well, what about higher property taxes? Well, those are passed along in your rent. You know, your your tenant is going to pay for that. So it can save you money in the long run, just not having to pay your CPA for one extra filing that you have to do. So, And, and over nice- time, as you yeah, as you build your portfolio, I mean, at, at some point, you know, say you have a bunch of new construction that's paid off in 20 or 30 years, and, you know, now you have more income. While you have leverage, usually your your income is offset by depreciation and and other things with owning rentals. But as you grow your portfolio, you know, that can have a dramatic impact. If, you know, look at California, I think, what is that? 13%, you know, versus, uh, versus zero. I mean, if you're talking about a rental portfolio that's producing significant income, that can make a dramatic impact. And real estate taxes are not dramatically higher than what we're seeing in a lot of other states. It's not like they're just dumping into real estate taxes to make up for that. I mean, it's, it's a balanced state in, in reality. Yeah. So let's go into uh, the some of the numbers. If you want to look at people going into the, I pulled some of the numbers for Cape Coral and Northport and compared it to some of the others. So the numbers back in 2019, before the pandemic started, the net flow of Redfin users for Cape Coral was averaging around just a little under 2000. And then COVID hit. And in the past two quarters, it's hit almost 7,000. Now you have 7,000 net <laughs> looking to move into Cape Coral as opposed to uh, to leaving. So that's a, what, 350% increase? Um, that's, uh, that's not just a minor bump. That's a significant boost. Well, you look at some of the other markets that we're in that I pointed uh, to. You got the Cleveland area. Uh, that's gone from about... Six five to six hundred uh, pre-pandemic to now eighteen eighteen hundred. Uh, you've got Northport around Cape Coral, where that's gone from fifteen hundred to now over five thousand. And you've got, uh, <laughs> and then we get to places where people don't want to live. You know, we looked at uh, Los Angeles. Well, Los Angeles has seen it's gone from negative fifteen thousand to now negative thirty-five thousand almost. And then our everybody's favorite New York City has gone from about negative thirty to thirty-five thousand to now negative forty-seven, forty-eight thousand. I mean, I don't think there's a much more jarring contrast in area than that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, you know I wasn't aware of those statistics going into it. So I mean, look at looking at this graph. I mean, just backs up what we're actually seeing in today's market. But you know, what does this mean to the investor? What is the take-home message here? it's very clear that there's population trends and migration to different parts of the country. It's important now that, and when usually with these trends, this isn't a short-term trend. Usually these trends continue for years. And so it's an important time, you know, just over the past really two years or even, even less is when the trends really started to dramatically increase. And so this is a perfect opportunistic time to get involved before real estate catches up. With these trends, we've already seen dramatic appreciation, increase in rents and prices, waiting lists for rentals and purchasers on the retail side. 
And so these are the markets that you want to be invested in for high appreciation and growth over time. Yeah. And it's like you were saying, people are just kind of waking up to a lot of these markets that you see being so good for real estate investing and realizing they're a great place to live. And when COVID is fully over, when the supply chain has been open, they're not going to just be sitting back in, you know, moving to Florida and then going, oh, wait, you know what? I I think I want to move back to the environment I was in before that I was so desperate to leave because we know something else is going to happen again. And they've seen how the original market reacted to it. And they know that even if it's not exactly the same, the reaction, the overall atmosphere will be the same. You know, they're going to see, you know, oh, the government, in my opinion, overstepped. Well, the next time there's something going on, the government's going to overstep again. This state, it didn't overstep. So next time it's not going to overstep. So, you know, it's, it's going to be in their heads, you know, moving is, <laughs> especially moving with the family is a nightmare. So if you're willing to move out of the market, you're not going to leave. And if it's a market good enough that people are willing to pack up their kids and fly across the country, you know, that's a pretty good sign that other people are going to be willing to do something similar. And uh, yeah, people are looking at the trends in the, in these areas like New York and, and LA, LA to use your examples. I mean, generally speaking, when you have a state that has a lot more control and regulation that tends to become more regulated over time is not, we don't really see that reverting back. It's the same thing with taxes. We don't see taxes going down. Generally it's always increasing regardless of who is in office. And so, I mean, it's kind of a, a period, like you said, where people are waking up and it's like, what does the next 10, 20 years look like? Do I really want to retire? Can I even retire in, in this type of area? And what is my lifestyle going to look like? Yeah. And, so one of the things I also wanted to touch on that we we mentioned in a previous episode that we that we aired is we talked about Florida and building and new construction in general across the country. And I know if you've been listening to real estate shows like this one and like others, you might have heard people talking about Florida and be worried that, oh, they're just building everywhere. It's overbuilt. Like Zach was saying, there's been appreciation. So am I too late to the show? Well, I started digging into some of the home building numbers for the area, they're really not as big and as scary as you would think. So in August, in all of Florida, there were only, there were under 11,000 new residential construction permits pulled that had a total value of a little over 3 billion, which puts the average sales price for those homes. I did the math. It was somewhere around 275, $280,000 each. So it is a 16% month over month increase in new home construction. But if you think about it, Zach just told you there's a thousand people a day moving to Florida at, at a state level. At a state level, there's 11,000 new homes being you know permitted. So let's just say, you know we've even seen number wise, not all the permitted homes are being started, but let's just say every single one of these was started last month. You've got 30,000 people moving in and even at this boom, there's only 11,000 homes being built. By my math, I'm pretty sure that still puts us at a deficit, right? <laughs> I think that's pretty uh, safe to assume, Adam. And I mean, that's just the reality. We talked about this previously, but in the areas that we work with in, in Florida, which is multiple locations across the state, there is the house average days on market is the lowest the state has ever seen. 
And so there's this huge demand of people looking for housing. The, and they can also afford it simply because the rents and the home prices are so affordable, relatively speaking, compared to where they're moving from. Uh, it's very accessible. That's part of the reason people are moving there. But there, there is a shortage. And uh, that's a good thing for investors to be involved in an area where you have a wait list of people waiting to rent out the house, as well as people looking to purchase. Uh, just to use a concrete example, uh, a year from a year ago from now, on some of the new construction on a four to sixteen hundred square foot um, house that we we build in uh, Cape Coral, for example, we are projecting an eighteen hundred dollar rent at that point in time. Well, a year later, when the houses are actually finished, those houses are running out between two thousand on the low end, depending on home size, to the uh, about twenty two hundred on the high end. So. I mean, that's a 10 to 20% increase in one year, just what we've seen. Also, the home prices have pretty much appreciated between seventy dollars to $100,000 uh, in the uh, the Cape Coral area from where we were at a year ago. So, I mean, it's, it's increasing dramatically. We still have some runway ahead of us because these are still extremely affordable houses nationwide when you're looking at the average house price. And so it's still a great time to invest in the area. And you're probably going to see those same increases over the next one to two years, I would expect at least. Some of the investors that you know purchased the houses a year ago, they're in a great position in having that seventy dollars to $100,000 of equity and achieving 10 to 20% higher of, of rental income. They're ecstatic. You know? And then they're coming back saying, hey, I want to buy you know, 20 more of these things, even though the prices are higher now, you still see you know, those margins on the back and regardless of what the price is today. Yeah. And of those uh, 11,000, about 55% of them were either in the Southwest or the Tampa area. And the Southwest area, which is uh, where Cape Coral and Northport and those areas are, just saw just a tick over 3,000 new permits. So, I mean, there is, let's be honest, there's no way that we'll ever see 30,000 homes being built a month in the state of Florida or in any state. I mean, that's just an excessive number that'll never happen. So you got to look at it and think, well, as of today, you know, Zach was saying in a year, where's it going to be? Well, you've still got 19,000 people a month coming in who need a place to live. So even if nobody else moved in, you've still got all those people looking for places to live. And they're still going to be, you know, in a, a year from now when their lease ends, they're going to be looking for either a place to buy or another place to rent. Well, if you have a property there now, or if you have the one under contract that's finally being finished, in a year from now when they start looking, they're either going to be looking to rent your place or they're going to have to go under contract. And guess what? They're going to be waiting six, nine, 12 months <laughs> to have their property built just like you. So just like you did and you were there already. So you have the choice of either selling to them whenever you know you have your new property i mean one uh one investor i talked with in a market he was in he he actually went under contract on a new construction when it was closed he never even tenanted it he just sold it on the mls to somebody who was looking for a place and made you know like you were saying i think it was i think he only made about $60,000 on that sale but never even own the house, really. Yeah, I mean that's that's the the reality of it. I mean, we do this isn't something we really 
make publicly available to investors. In theory, they could they could do some of this with us. But on a personal level, we do a lot of uh, luxury builds in Cape Coral and in different areas throughout Florida. And we, we sell them at slab. And so we'll go out and get the construction financing and get, go through permitting. And so there's probably, you know, that could be a two to three month period. And then once we actually have the lot cleared and, and dirt filled and things like this, and they actually, you know, pour slab, then we'll go out and actually market the house. And the buyer at that point is, is able to, they don't have to wait for a full new construction. They don't have to go out and find an area, do the construction financing. And they also get to have a little bit of influence on the, the final finishes in, in these houses. And so it's really a great time for them to actually commit to a house. But that's what we do with the majority of our houses that we sell to the retail buyers and they're coming and putting them under contract. Sometimes it's cash buyers for these, these luxury builds before the house is really framings going up or anything like that. But to your point, I mean, it just gives you options. I think that's, that's a great thing. I mean, if you think about, say you, you have a $275,000 house that you put $50,000 or $60,000 down on a construction loan to start, and then you sell that property um, even before it's done or when it's done for that sixty dollars to $80,000 net when it's completed in less than a year, that's over a hundred percent return on your money, or you just keep the uh, you keep the property and let it continue to appreciate and cash flow significantly on that in a great area in a brand new built house that has high tenant demographics. Or the option is, which was actually what most people are doing, which is very creative, is doing a cash out refi because you have the equity in the house. Then once it's completed, you do a cash out refi, pull the majority or potentially all of your capital out that you used as a down payment, and now you essentially have a property that you you own that's cash flowing well, that's appreciating over time, that you're into it for little to no money down. I mean, you can't even calculate your returns on that. It's infinite. And then you take that money and rinse and repeat, uh, you know, on on another one. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of options when you come into this kind of uh, market dynamic. And I, that's why we're very bullish on Florida. We work in a lot of different areas throughout the country. And I know we're kind of focusing on Florida today, but rightfully so. There's so much opportunity here. Yeah. And, you know, you look all the places you hear about, you know, we, we touched on this a little bit earlier about the pricing in Florida, but you know, you look at all of the metros and they're so expensive around the country. The places where people want to live are really expensive for obvious reasons. People want to live there. Well, in Florida, the incredible thing about the state is that's not the case. I mean, you look at this here and this is the, uh, the new residential construction, average construction value in August. You've got Orlando as the highest market, the most expensive market. And even there, the average construction value is only $321,000. In Southeast, it's $310,000. In Tampa, it's $186,000. In the Southwest, it's $258,000 on average. And Jacksonville, it's at $247,000. These numbers, I mean, whenever I've last looked at kind of some heat maps that had the pricing of where builders were actually willing to build the under the under 300 $350,000 range is usually only about 10% of the total construction being done because they've seen the the value that they can, and the returns they can get when they build 6 or $700,000 homes so new construction in the mid to low and below $300,000 is a rarity 
And yet this state <laughs> that we've been talking about is able to make that the average cost. It's really the value you're able to get in the location. It's not going to be there forever. I mean, it, it can't be. Yeah. I mean, if you look at a national average for, you know, a 22 to 2,400 square foot house, I think you're over half a million dollars easily um, in, in most parts of the country where you have the highest populations. And you can be into that for, you know, maybe 60% around that $300,000 range uh, or less in an area that has the population trend. So naturally, prices will go up over time, translates to more equity and appreciation. And it's, it's, it's affordable to, you know, not only for, for housing, but you know, from a tax income point, like we talked about earlier, as, as well as just affordability, cost of living. Yep. So that's really what I wanted to get into today is just talking about where people are going, you know, why, why they're going there and kind of the opportunities there. Florida is obviously not the only place that people are moving to. It's not the only place you can buy rental properties right now, but it is such a unique case study essentially at this point that it's something that I don't think we can really harp on too much. I mean, obviously people are moving to other places, but you know, Zach said a thousand people a day moving to the state of Florida, you know, no other state is seeing that right now. And if you can get in the, in the, in the way of that, if you can put your money in the way of that, you will, I mean, your returns are potentially, you know, like Zach was saying infinite, you know, you can, you're just setting yourself up and we, that's what we want you to do is be informed and put yourself in the best possible place for success. And right now, even though you've been hearing about it, you know, we heard about Memphis and Kansas city being the darling of uh, real estate investors for so long. And you, you know, even though you heard about it all the time, if you're a real estate investor, there was still opportunity there. Well, you may have been hearing about people moving to Florida and about Florida being a great place all throughout the pandemic and worried that it was over people. It's not over. You know, it's not going to be over for a long time. I've, I've said it before and I'll continue to say it. You don't change your strategy. That's based on the current fundamentals until the current fundamentals start changing. Well, there is nothing going on right now suggesting that the current fundamentals are changing and the fundamentals are probably strongest right now in Florida. So look there, you know, whether it's with us, whether it's on your own, whatever you're doing, at least give it a look. You know, if you want to reach out to us and we can help you figure it out, you can go to renttoretirement.com. You can give us a call, fill out a form on our website, whatever you want to do. Someone from our team will get in touch with you, help you figure it all out, introduce you to the team members that you need to be successful, educate you on what's going on down there. Do not hesitate to reach out. It costs you nothing. Zach, is there anything you want to leave people with today? I think that was a good summary, Adam. I mean, it's clear that there's opportunity, but you got to take action on the opportunity to actually capitalize on it and participate in it. We have a lot of new construction options where it's pretty much accessible to anyone. You can do a brand new construction house or four, two that sells at two seventy five. Those are currently appraising between three thirty to three forty. So you realistically could come in with, you know, 50 to $60,000 of immediate equity. We're selling them below market value. If you participate on the construction financing, or you can simply put a $5,000 deposit down and let us build it and finance it. And then, you know, you can sell it, cash out refi, just go through a normal loan process. And there's a lot of different creative ways that you can participate in Florida. And there's something for everyone. 
And that's exactly how we try to build our business is, you know, making it so the average investor or anyone, whether they have a large portfolio or just getting started, we can guide them through the process that strategically makes the most sense for them. And we encourage, you know, you to reach out, talk with our investment strategists and learn how to build a strategy that's right for you and take action on it. All right. So once again, everybody, that's renttoretirement.com, renttoretirement.com. It's T-O, not the number two, renttoretirement.com. Please go to our website, just read around, see what we have. We have information about all the markets. Reach out to us, like we said. Also, please go to whatever podcast platform you're using and leave us a review for the show. We would really appreciate it. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Rent to Retirement podcast, your number one resource for wealth building, real estate investing, and stress-free retirement strategies. Continue your real estate education and invest with us at renttoretirement.com.